What's up, everyone? Welcome to another Brew Jackets episode, and we got the most wonderful human being with us tonight, Dale Altman. I think that's a stretch. Sorry. Uh, if I played it's a lot of pressure. Uh, it is a lot of pressure. So, so sorry about that, but you later <laughs> else. Uh, and we have, to do, so we have the wonderful Kevin with me, uh, me being Lance for you audio listeners who can't see our name tags. Anyway, it's been a pretty crazy week so far uh, in the uh, the Blue Jackets or Brew Jackets world, uh, as it may be. And it's some crazy news so far. But first, just want to welcome in Dale here. He's uh, one of the founding members of the Brew Jackets. Uh, he's currently uh, does the Bengals and Brews podcast. Uh, you can find them on Twitter, on Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, Instagram, just all over, man. We're, we're uh, what, everywhere. What's the Twitter handle for you guys? Just Bangles and Brews? At Bangles Brews. Bangles Brews. Nice. That's on both. Oh, yeah. And I tune in every now when I can. Had a pretty funny nice. one on today. We were talking about uh, Four Locos and doing crack or something. I don't know. Oh, um, well, yeah. Poor <laughs> Chop. He was like, oh, there's Four Locos. These are cheap. And you know, he had the stomach surgery, so he can't really drink hardly that much anyways anymore. Yeah, and he had a couple bad experiences. I I warned him about four locos, so yeah, he didn't listen, I, um, and he had those experiences for himself. Yeah, yeah. I experienced the originals back when I was younger that had the caffeine in them. Yeah, the crack, the actual crack, the actual crack ones. And ah uh, man, I remember the first half of the can. I just the last thing I next thing I knew I was waking up. And there was never mind. It's it's gross. No, no, you would you. You I wake up, up you remember drinking the first half of the can and then you wake up the next day and then you've got to piece things together. covered. Yeah. But, but you got to piece things together too. Like, yeah. Right. Well, between screen. here and there, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, apparently it makes you want to run around barefoot in snow. Um, yeah, it does a lot. Weird. Crazy. Anyway. So as we like talking about brews, cause we are the brew jackets as well. Dale, what are you drinking on that? You got your Miller light handy. You know what? I've got this nice ice cold 16 ounce Miller Lite nice. brewed by Anheuser Busch. Shout out. <laughs> Still waiting on the sponsorship for Bengals and Brews. They could give a sponsorship here to the Brew Jackets as well. Hell yeah. I, w- I would take a cider sponsorship. Well, it not we weren't sponsored, but Kevin was involved with the uh, Union Blue Soldiers. Uh, Union, yeah, Union yeah, Soldier beer or Union Blue beer, whatever. He's about to go grab it here, but. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna do a, a quick toast to the uh, to the brew. Yeah, well, what do you we got made, here? What do you? We made it. I got. Uh, I got an Angry Orchard Crisp Apple because I'm not able to drink beer. But toast to the oh. brew jackets who have gone one full season now. This is our 43rd episode, believe it or not. That's awesome. 43rd. 
Not including the After Darks. The Union Soldier beer, Kevin. That's right. Yes. Anyway, a toast. Yes. Uh, so. Yeah, I got you, Kevin. But you're right, Hefty Duck Union Soldier, a fun blue jackets themed beer made by Endeavor Brewing. It sold out, and we thank everyone for their support. It did well, and uh, it's coming back in October. So try was, it again. So that's try what again. I was about to say. It's it's coming back, right? It's coming back in October. So when October comes, you should everyone should try it if you haven't already. Hell yeah, that's slick. So, um. Since we've had you, since you've been on last, Dale, there's been a lot of action. Uh, you last you were well, on. There was a lot of losses in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I was hoping for, you know, to get the number one pick and Bedard. Yeah. If we want to start there. And then they didn't even show her. Like, that was the most effed up thing well, in the whole ESPN they did, thing. they did and they didn't. So what happened was is that I know they leaked it before and then they showed it. But it's just like, oh, come on now. Mm. And, like, um, the behind the Blue Jackets have a behind the battle series it's, where it's, like, behind the behind the scenes thing. It's real fun. And they, their most recent episode was footage of showing Yarmo and JD and the whole crew watching the results and then basically when that leaked out he's like basically kind of like what the fuck basically you know like what is this and then they show him the announcing the pick and he's like you oh, okay and then after that like him and jd just get up from the table it's like okay well we're done for the day time you know time to time did, to move on did they seem like super pissed kind of More disappointed than pissed, disappointed I, it, I mean they even yeah. kind of said right like like, obviously, we weren't really wanting third, but ultimately, like Kevin had said, the more I've kind of noticed, guys, like, and uh, I don't know where we're at with some of the rumors that are out there. I'm probably not as dialed in as you guys, but uh, I, I've personally just kind of been like, okay, and zeroed in on Carlson thinking he's the third prospect. I know the Will Smiths out there that some people think they might try to get, but then I've heard some rumors that Fantilli said that he wants to be a Blue Jacket. Like, is he going to make that a big deal? What the hell is going on with the draft, fellas? I I know you're supposed to, but I'm interviewing you here. <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's good. Okay. You know, because you know, Dale, when you were on the show with us, that's one of the good things you do is you kind of help bring it together, get the questions out there. We get talking, so that's mm-hmm. what you know you're good at. Um, it really boils down to this: it's most likely going to be Carlson. But yeah, I'm good with that. Here's I'm, why. I mean, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. It's most likely Carlson. Because but I don't it, see, I don't but see it could the, be Fantilli. It could be Fantilli because there's rumors popping up that the Ducks may take Carlson, and Carlson had a really good World Hockey Championship in May did. that yeah. just really kind of pushed him up just a bit. So it's probably one of those two, Carlson or Fantilli. And I've, I've heard it said that Carlson may be more NHL-ready as well than most of the other ones. Which is um, why I kind of want him. Right, right, yeah. especially for the Blue Jackets. I'm looking yeah. like, just um, give it Carlson. I've, I've gotten so on board with it, and now all this shit popped up in the past week. That's yeah, kind of so it's it's still up in the air technically. Okay. Um, but like you know, realistically, um, you know, Will Smith, uh, Fantilli, Carlson, and and Michkov, There's there's a reason why Carlson really sticks out amongst those for for you know uh, for reasons. Uh, 
Fantilli then, you know, maybe could be going to Arizona. Couldn't be, maybe, couldn't be. We'll see, right? Um, but Will Smith, uh, he while he has good hands uh, for the most part, I don't know. He, he, um, I, he, he just a bit small. He comes off, basically, the comparisons of Will Smith is basically kind of like a, you know, Austin, Austin Matthews type of dude that just scores a lot of goals and really good center and everything. But the issue is, is it, you know, compared to like Carlson, he's kind of on the smaller side, not as good defensively. Yeah, more and of a one-way player. One-way we, could player. Use, we could use a bigger, you know, ever since bigger Pierre Luc Dubois. And see, know. that, and you bring that up, when I watch when I watch highlights of Leo Carlson, he looks like a, the way he skates and everything. It's like, that dude's Pierre Luc Dubois. It's like, I want that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I want that too. That's why I'm like, I'm so afraid that's not what we're going to take. I guess is my fear lately is like, we're like, okay, Fantilli goes second. We're on the clock third. We're going to take Smith. Like I have that fear. Yeah. I well, understand that. I understand. I that. think, cause I think I'd be okay if it's, well, Carlson went second and then we had to take Fantilli third. I think I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not okay if we pass on Carlson. Yeah. Me either. I think, um, all of the above, though, are a better choice than Michkov. While he may yes. be an, a better player technically, he's all the junk going on, his, he's got a contract with the KHL that they are not going to give up. And They're he's not a not. center. Not a he's center. Not a center either. So you're really getting that locking at center, um, you know, which, uh, you know, time will tell. Who knows what's going through Yarmo's head? I mean, he pulls he pulls the rabbits out of the hat. Like, I know. I mean, that's, why, you know? that's why I'm worried, Lance. But so 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 to speak, though. I mean, look at it. Usually this works too. out. It usually works out when he does. It, I'll well, give him that. Knock on wood, it works out this year because I think there's more riding on the line than just a season this year for specifically the GM General Pick Alliance. Yeah. yeah, that's why I think we're seeing some of the moves we're seeing. Uh, you know, Mike Babcock coming in. Um, who, if, as long as they can retain Pascal Vincent, I think Mike Babcock's a fine choice because if it doesn't work out, we can just boot him, and then we have Pascal Vincent as the assistant coach from last year, and we just make him the head coach then. So and we got our goalie coach. We got our goalie coach. Speaking of, okay, so this brings us some to some news here of the day. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, a 21-year veteran of the NHL. He was really good. He was. was really good. He won a Vesna Trophy. Yep. Um, he, so he had been currently serving as the Columbus Blue Jackets European like a uh, scout, goalie right? coach. Yeah, basically. Oh. Goalie coach, kind like, of a, sometimes a scout, kind of sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah, he's um, doing, doing stuff in Europe, in Europe with Blue Jackets. He's doing shit, he's our international guy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's and, a guy, uh, he's a guy, and he's getting stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> he played 10 seasons for like the Flames and like 10 seasons for, um, I'm blanking so hard right now. Hold on, I have notes on this, uh, the Wild. Really good with the wild, and so he's been he's been hired by the Blue Jackets since 2019. He's been under the Blue Jackets payroll for four years now, and so having him move over to this is going to be really good. I think this is going to be great for um for Elvis Merzlikens having someone with this amount of like uh, talent under his belt. I mean, I'm sure Backstrom has been a oh, it's an amazing goalie, but I'm sure there were some seasons where he wasn't as good as others, and you know, so hopefully he can get that mindset into Elvis that it's not over yet, man. Like there's yeah, years yeah. left and, and get him back on track to where he was before this last season. 
Yeah, a lot of people said he could be really good for Elvis, and but then there's other people who just well, some people just hate life in general and they yell at clouds. But um, yeah. Yeah. they also um, have said, well, he's in the system. It's not an outside hire, and it's like okay, but it kind of still is because he hasn't been here coaching our goalies in the NHL and work wow. direct directly working with. I mean, 21 years experience. You can't replicate that. You can't. No. He's seen no. it all. He's done it all. Yeah. And he's has coaching experience. So it's perfect. I know, love that. I, I think, I, I think that I, was I think the right move. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, though. So yesterday I was watching the, the Hockey Podcast Network stream, our partner here over the Brew Jackets. Uh, they did the live stream watch along, watch party for the final game of the uh, NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And we were just talking, like, you know, intermission. And uh, we brought up the whole point of like the NHL seems to recycle the same 20 coaches over like the past decade. And it just gets old, you know, like, so I'm really curious as to, as to if this whole uh, Babcock thing is going to work out or not. Um, You know, with our coaching situation, I really hope we retain Pascal Vincent because damn, that could be uh, very helpful in the future. Right. Did you want them to hire him, Lance? Because, like, I was kind of like, well, we just kind of did that where we just promoted somebody, and that didn't kind of work out. But I know sometimes in every situation is different. Every coach is different. So yeah. it's a tough the, thing to do. But is that who you kind of The, the difference here being Brad Larson was promoted after being with the Blue Jackets for seven years. Pascal Vincent has only been with the Blue Jackets for, like, two years. Yeah. And so he comes, he's a little more fresh faced from like the Winnipeg Jets, who he then, you know, he helped uh, develop Jack Rozovic, Patrick Line up there. And so, you know, him having the other experience from the Winnipeg Jets as opposed to Brad Larson, I'm not sure what his prior experience before he was the um, special teams coach, or I'm sorry, the power play coach for the Blue Jackets. But um, I know Larson wasn't a popular hire when he got hired. Correct. Like, yeah. I mean, because look at our look at our power play for the last yes, five years, right? Exactly. I mean, it just sucked. So yeah. I, I was cool with the idea of Pascal Vincent of you know, bringing up one of our own. Then we would have to find a new assistant coach. But, I mean, he's also been interviewed by other teams for a head coaching position. So that's why I don't want to lose him. That's why I keep saying I hope we retain him. Um, you know, sucks to be number two choice, but. I do also understand why they pick someone like Babcock because I made this a point on the previous show a couple weeks ago. Is that I made basically, you know, he was lower on my list, but I would have been okay if they picked him, which is basically where the Blue Jackets are. They need someone that can be like a torch where they're going to hold them accountable and not put up with people's bullshit, but they also need someone that can help develop talent. And that's what Mike Babcock, Babcock has shown over the years is that he can help develop talent, but he's not going to put up with people's bullshit and help build up a culture kind of yeah. like what they had with John Tortorella. He's not going to give stupid answers like, well, the answer's in that room somewhere. We just got to find it. That tells me, fuck all, Brad <laughs> Larson. He said that like, he said that at least like 10 different games last yeah. year. Yeah. Like, like, oh, something new. Ridiculous. What do you mean, Matt? How was I supposed to know you weren't going to be on, Matt, in the chat? Only come on with me. <laughs> Matt, I was the guest. It's been out there for like a week. Yeah, we've been that advertising it. It's true. 
Matt, uh, we could flip this around. Matt only comes on when Dale's not on. He hates me. That's it. That's the truth of it. There we go. Obviously. Damn, Matt. We see how it is. We see how it is. Uh, no, like for this season, though, like, okay, so Marchenko, right? That was huge to see. Yeah, like, Trying try to find some more positive things here. Well, he really, had a really damn good season, right? He did. He See, he really, the only reason he stayed in Cleveland to say, start off. Say it, Kevin. Where'd he come from? <laughs> oh, we're bringing back an old inside joke, aren't we? All right, then. Uh, right. <laughs> so Marchenko came from Russia. <laughs> he, he did come from Russia, but the only reason <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> sorry, Dale. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I don't got enough of these. <laughs> he did come from that country, and the only reason he didn't make it right out of camp is that he needed time to adjust to the North American ice, and he yeah, did a smaller rink. Smaller rink, and Junior, he anyway. just lit it up. Played really good down in Cleveland, and then he earned his spot with the Blue Jackets, and then he didn't go back down. That was basically his shot the rest of the season. First line, second line minutes, power play. You know, he yeah, got I remember big... coming on when he was lighting it up, and we're like, "Come on, got to bring this guy up." I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and he was just so he was just so good, and then he set the record for most rookie goals in Blue Jackets history. He had an overtime winner this past season. And he was just so good and just so fun to watch. And he really has a bright future for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Kent Johnson, another good story, good player for the Blue Jackets, scored a Michigan lacrosse-style goal. Is he a center? Is he a center? I've seen that conversation. Long term. Uh, if he gets a little bigger. There's, there's still a possibility because he want the Blue Jackets see it, but also Kent Johnson wants it as well. Obviously, same with Line. We got to see Line at center a little bit this year. That was thanks to Pascal Vincent too. (laughs) So, I you know there are you know when the Blue Jackets had Jonas Corposal before he got traded, he played really good for the Blue Jackets this season. Vladislav Gavrikov was good. Johnny Gaudreau was good. Boone Jenner was good. Patrick Line when he wasn't hurt was good. We got to see a couple fights from uh, uh, Olivier and Olivier Olivier was a good third line, fourth line guy. Branson was unsigned right now. He's an RFA, but has no sign. Branson really stepped it up once he settled in. He was he was fine. And so saw some good things out of like you know Neil Tarasov early on. Tarasov. So it's not all bad. And. The overtime winner that Krill Marchenko scored, it's because they're playing the Ottawa Senators, and the Senators just a god-awful turnover. They turn the puck over to Johnny Gaudreau in the offensive zone, and Gaudreau just passes over to Marchenko, shoots, scores, and the Senators, like, you can see it on their face, like, damn it. Like, <laughs> but he, I just, I he feel just like. a pizza, a big pizza, a big meatball to Marchenko. That's why you lost. I feel like there's always teams that come out of nowhere in every single sport. We're yep. kind of seeing a little bit with the Reds because prospects are coming up. Yep. And I just feel like the and the with the Bengals, you know, when they got Joe Burrow and then when they were able to add Chase and some of that young talent with Higgins and Wilson and so on and so forth, not to make it about any other sport. But I feel like the Jackets aren't far off from that because you yeah. have good veteran talent and guys like Gaudreau and Line, like talented guys that every team wishes they had. Yeah. And then um the defense, like, hey, so I don't know team. if you got like, but we've added, we're out there, we're 
We're proactively adding to the defense yeah. for this team. Yeah. We're bringing in a coach who's a proven coach. Like, yeah, what, with what, why record. do you think we can't make a, a move up? It's like, oh, well, maybe we make the playoffs at best, or maybe we compete for the play. It's like, no, no. we got enough talent and enough youth and enough ability. There's no reason we shouldn't make the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, knock on wood. Yeah, especially for Yarmo's job, and because I, I, I personally, I like Yarmo Kekalainen. I don't think like I mean he, he's seen we've seen the most success with the Blue Jackets under him, you know that we really have. I mean the same, you know. So I, I, I do see that you lead, you lead great into um, the next topic, which I'm we're gonna get to right after I do our ad read here for DraftKings. I'm going to do this little promo vid for you audio listeners out there. You're going to hear a couple cool sound effects on screen here. It's just something fun to play before I do this. So I will see you guys here on the other side of this little tiny video. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And yes, this is the script we're still using, even though it ended last night. You can still use that uh, code to get uh, make one $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. If you want to bet on, you know, UFC, baseball, uh baseball uh golf you bet on golf that dumb anyway it might be dumb gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in massachusetts call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in new york call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino and resort 21 plus in most eligible states but ages varied by jurisdiction Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. And as I said, we were just leading in to the next topic that I would like to discuss, which is uh, some of the new hired other than the, the coaches, some of the new trades um, that the Blue Jackets have made. And they've retained all of their current players. They've only given up um, an extra first-round draft pick so far and a third-round draft pick from a previous trade tomorrow, yeah. next year, right? Yeah, for this year's draft. Yeah. Um, so the newest one has been Damon Severson. Uh, he just uh, played nine years for the New Jersey Devils. He's 28 years old, 311 days, so he's almost 29 years old, born in 1994 from uh, Melville, Saskatchewan. He was drafted in the second round, 60th overall. He's 6'2", 205 pounds. At 28 years old, he does come with a pretty lengthy contract. Um, yes, which is, that's been the big point of debate. Yeah. It's uh, eight years at $6.25 million. It's like a $50 million contract. And um, he signed that just like it was a, it was a sign and trade, which is what they do. Cause uh, so if they would not, if New Jersey wouldn't have signed him to the eight years, the most that he could have gotten was a seven year contract. Mm -hmm. It was on the open market for anyone else to sign. 
Right. And that's, and that's an important right. point to throw out. And there. New Jersey could have just completely – he was he an was unrestricted free agent. He could have just walked. Yep. And it's an important point to throw out there is that this guy would have been the top defenseman target on free agency. Easily. Easily. And he could have gotten at least $7 million. <clears throat> Do yeah. you want to comp- and do you want to compete with that? Where the Blue Jackets, they got him for eight years under seven million. A absolute brilliant move by Yarmo. And we can give you that extra year. And yeah. we can give you that extra year, and much we can get that help on defense, which the Blue Jackets need. Much like how over the years the Bengals have needed help on the offensive line, they've done moves to fix that. Yeah. The Bengals have needed help with defense and they've done that through free agency trades in the draft already. I mean, already. I mean, last year they invested draft wise, draft that guy's going to come up uh, so, your check or your check and the pay check. So it's just great to, so it's good moves. It's great to see that they know what they have an issue and they're going out there the last two years and they're doing something to fix it. So yeah. this year they're bringing in the veterans and saying, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're fixing it this year. That's why I say like, we're trying to add the pieces this year that can help us to contend. That can this help Yarmo keep his job. Yes. Right, right. So yes. I, I like this. I like this Damon Severson uh, movie. He's a good top four defense and first line, second line minutes, and that's what the Blue Jackets need. Along with getting Ivan Provorov, another awesome move. Another guy who's, you know, first line, second line minutes, top four defenseman guy, and uh, he's beefy. And the Blue Jackets need beefy. Yeah, I like when Kevin says beefy. Kind of makes <laughs> my my pickle tingle. Kevin, say it again. Beefy. Um, I like it. Well, I'm glad you like it, Dale. I'm glad you like it. But it's the truth. They need more size on the uh, on the defense. And where I got the beefy thing is that uh, John Butchergrass, one of the big time hockey experts on Twitter, said that when the Blue Jackets got Ivan Provorov on his Twitter page, he said that. The Blue Jackets need more defense help and, quote, beefy. So that's where I got it from. Um, so something really cool about this, though, is that we're actually seeing uh, whether or not, you know, he'll be here for the next how many years. Because, you know, eight years from now, eight seasons from now, exactly. Yarmo's not going to be there. So it's not going to be his headache anyway. Uh, plus, the cap's going to be going up at least a million this year, which is at least one other contract, right? You know, uh, something under a million, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then also... It's going to go up again in those eight years. The, the, the cap will continue to go up. It's just a, a fact of life with inflation. Uh, but so we have a nice core. We have some core yes. people now. You know, our last core, when we had like Seth Jones, David Savard, we had, uh, you know, Boy, we had a, a team where we were able to get past the second or past the first round of the playoffs because we had a core, a solid core that got broken up pretty bad. So we're back there, though. Because on defense now we have Zach Rowenski. He's a five. He's five year contract left before he's a UFA. Uh, we have Ivan Provorov, who, who's two years. You know, so maybe not like long term core, but uh, we'll see after those two We're years. We're also trying to win. Keep We've your got shot. Eric Good Branson for the next three years. Andrew Peak for the next three years. Uh, and now we have David uh, Damon Severson for the next eight. So. That's a good defensive core. We also have some core forwards now. We obviously locked in Johnny Gaudreau last year uh, at seven years. So he has six years UFA on him. And at least for the next three years, we have both Patrick Line and Boone Jenner. So we have at least, like whether or not Boone Jenner is like a number one center 
is whatever because we at least have him for the next three. We have those three guys at at least one full top line for the next three years. Now, if we find another C, yeah, we're going to have another first C. Hopefully, we lock him in for long term. And then another reason that the Ivan Provorov move is a good move because it's a two-year deal, and he gives he gives the Blue Jackets time to let their defenseman prospects. Yeah. If they're not ready, then you can keep them down in Cleveland, and then when they're ready, you can bring them up. And it's only two years, and either at the end of two years, you you give them another contract, or you can just trade them and get something for them. So that's just another great move that. Yarmo and JD have done for the Blue Jackets is give them some flexibility and a chance for their defenseman prospects to cook. Or yeah. or they're ready earlier, and maybe you can even trade him with one year left on his deal. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It gives you flexibility. Right. Flexibility is what you want with good yeah. talent. And he has some salary retained too by um by uh LA Kings. Yeah, yep. there's like a three. There's a three-way deal there. We yep, got him that's from why they did it. Yep. But yeah, and so that's that's nice too. That's very team friendly for us. Although we're still retaining some cap from Andrew Wenberg. <laughs> um, is it Andrew? That was Alexander Wenberg. Alexander Wenberg, uh, who's playing for the Seattle Kraken currently. Um, Kraken. You see that that had to be done though, because if they hadn't done that, then the cap hit on the buyout the next go around would have been really expensive. Yeah. yeah had to do it yeah and 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 hopefully too with adding those two defensemen hopefully if there's injuries next year we have a little always injuries right it's every sport we don't maybe have to dip down into the cleveland monsters quite as hard because you know yeah unfortunately this also might push out some other fan favorites um such as Tim Bernie. A lot of people love I, – I personally – I like Tim Bernie a lot. I saw some good things from him this year. Was he um, absolutely top of the class, outstanding, out, amazing, like mm-hmm. wonderful? No. He was solid. Uh, but with the additions we have coming in, you know, these spots are going to – they're going to start having to fight for spots. Gavin Bayer doesn't have a new contract signed uh, yet. He's a UFA. Uh, Nick Blankenberg, um, you know, if his – his injury this this year, his broken ankle, really fucked him because really broke your this, heart. This was the year that he needed. He needed this year to really come out. Yeah. Well, but besides that, I mean, at this point, I'm really starting to think about and worry about that. We're not going to see him much next year. Um, it's unfortunate, but it, it is what it is. I mean, if he can retain main, maintain healthiness and, and have a good camp this year, I think we'll have a much better chance because we also still have. Jake Bean coming back next yeah. year, he, and he's got a, I mean, he's got a two point three million dollar contract. Um, kind of, I and I've said this before on the show is that if there was a guy that really needed this season as an audition, it was Jake Bean because the, the, when the Blue Jackets got him, it was a decent first season. But this, if there was ever a time to show what you got, it was this past season and. He played some games. He was okay, but then he got hurt, and then that was it. And whatever shot that you had was gone because someone else took your spot, and now you're behind the eight ball. And it's not to say that he can't come back and get a spot, but you really, unfortunately, he really hurt himself by getting hurt because now he's behind (laughs) the eight ball. And Nick Blankenberg is kind of in a similar spot is because he this was a good audition spot for him this season, and he didn't play most of it because he got hurt, in part because it's like, 
he plays really never 100% balls to the wall and never give up attitude. Rakeneck. Which is awesome. You great. You so like that's why you love him. That's why, why you love him. Love him. You the like heart. the attitude, but it's also why he gets hurt because he plays bigger than what he really is. And he just needs to learn when to pick his spots and when to just settle it down. So then you just don't get hurt. Cause it's like, he gets hurt trying to block a shot. And then that takes him out for a bit. He gets hurt. Cause he could, he gets whacked and there's stuff hurt, like that. too big of a hit. On someone who's much better than him. It's like, settle. Look, I like your effort, but just settle it down and learn to pick your spots and you're going to be okay. Yeah, I get that. But it's also like, then if I take away from what I am, would I even be here? Yeah, right. Because that's part of his story. He was a walk on and then made uh, at Michigan, then made captain, then made it to the NHL with his buddy, with his teammate. And it's always Uh, been for like, because of what he does right. and that effort and that balls to the wall. And that's right. what I mean. Like, it's easy to say, like, hey, settle down and still be great. Or, st- you know. But then you start good. thinking about, oh, yeah. he's kind of shorter. He's a little smaller. And, like, so you, you guys want to hear something really, really interesting that might, like, it's just to, like, kind of relate some players together real quick. All right. Andrew Peak, Nick Blankenberg, um, Zach Wierenski, and Jake Bean are all 25 years old and they all make wildly different amounts of money yeah. for the same team. And then now I thought he was older than this. Ivan Provorov's 26. So they're all like within that same age group. Um, it just feels like Nick's, you know, maybe a little bit like more juvenile because we haven't seen him in the NHL as long. And then Jake Bean too, he seems maybe a little younger because we haven't seen him quite as much. Whereas, you know, Berensky, and, and, and peak been here and well and Provorov they've been in, been yeah. here forever you right. know they've been in the NHL forever and, and Provorov and Wierenski especially same draft class spots are getting hard to find and this is an interesting thing that's now come out is now that the Blue Jackets have gotten Provorov Yarmel has said in an interview that the Blue Jackets really wanted to get Provorov in the draft but they weren't able to get him because he went one pick before Wierenski so oh, not, yeah. not a bad consolation prize, Zacharinsky, pretty yeah. good. But I just find yeah. it pretty interesting how it just all works out that you wanted some that one, you didn't get it draft, but you get them later, and now you have both. It all just you know comes together. Yeah, and if they can sync up and, and gel and uh, get rolling and along with Severson and some of these other guys, then you've got a good core back there at the end. And at the end of the day, it's still still and and do we sign somebody still to add to the goalie core? Uh, one of the goalies have to step up at the end of the day. That's a big part of going into because we can say, "Hey, we've got some, we've got some forwards, we've got some defense." You know, we've made moves here and there, but unless Elvis or Tarasov or Greaves, insert Jet player, Reeves. yeah, I. But I don't know that it would be anybody else beyond those two that's in the system, right? Not right now. Oh, Duncan here, Duncan325. What's up, man? Welcome in. Thanks for joining us tonight in the comment. Uh, he says Z turns 26 on Monday in a month. In a so, month. yeah, he'll saying. be uh, he'll be the same age as Provorov then. They were in the same draft together. Like we said, they were back-to-back picks. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting seeing them back here like this because you don't very often see that with many teams having back-to-back picks because, like, normally they get split forever. If yeah. they're, they're and a similar, a similar story happened with uh, Patrick Line is that this has come out now that 
Yarmo really wanted to get Patrick Kleine in the draft. He didn't. He got Pierre Luc Dubois. Not a bad consolation. I, mean, I don't think that was a secret though. Like that one. That one well, was like he was well. <laughs> well, no, it, it was he almost it was, finished. It, it was it wasn't a secret, but it's kind of a similar idea that. No, I agree. That he wanted Patrick Line, he wasn't able to get him. He got Dubois, and not a bad consolation prize, good player for him. But then he, in the end, he's able to get Line years later. So just again, kind of <laughs> for Pierre Dubois. Yeah, wow. that was even weirder. Wow. How it said. Yeah. Well, and and then he, to hear Dubois bitching now about wanting to go to Montreal or something like. Yep. Thank God we got rid of that headache forever ago. And yeah. the, the, that dude, I'm amazed that the Blue Jackets got Line and Rosalbeck out of that because that fucker screwed the Blue Jackets' trade value with that. A million percent. Yeah. That's how it all went down. Like, I mean, right before the season starts, you're like, I don't want to play for you, and it's like, well, he should have done that earlier, giving us more time to figure something out. And like, then he was playing like complete dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. Like he to make his, it like I don't want to be here. Yeah. And to Seth Jones's credit, he a year, but you know, after that season, he said, "I want to be traded," and he actually gave the Blue Jackets a chance to find someone to send him to, unlike Dubois. But and he didn't just fucking quit on the team in the middle of the fuck the start of a season or the middle of a season. Right, right. That's the so, difference. That's a big difference. And that a, is so. so in, you are as a person. It is. So now people are saying, like, well, you did this to the Blue Jackets. You did this to the Jets. Are you going to do this if you go to the Canadians? <laughs> like, yes, no. if things don't go exactly his way, yes, it's who he is. Lance, you're muted. Uh, well, <laughs> Kevin, do you think that's what Pierre-Luc Dubois, that's just who he is. Like, I think that was a good point. Seth Jones is still like yeah. a leader at heart, and Pierre Luc Dubois is a little bitch boy who wants everything to be perfect for him. It's yeah. my opinion, and because he's from the Montreal area, and that's why he kind of wants the Canadians. But it's like there's no guarantee that would happen. Exactly, and that still says horseshit to go to the NHL and be like, "I want to play here, and I want this, and I want it all to be perfect." It's like, what kind of fucking world do you live in, where everything's just fucking yeah. crap? It's little bitch. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> You're back now, Lance. I was trying to. Oh, yeah, I figured. Um, yeah, well, it's also so, you know, people like st certain stars can demand where they want to go. I think that, like, you know, someone like uh, Austin Matthews, uh, you know, Connor McDingus, you know, those types of people can be like, hey, I want to, uh, even at, at, to a certain extent, Patrick Kane was like, I want to go to original six team and they traded him to the Rangers. I, once you demand that more than once, People aren't right. gonna start. Aren't gonna stop giving. And a what shit. have you done to make fucking demands? Right, like yeah. you did nothing for the team, and then demand everything from them. Duncan here brings up a good point, though. He says, "Don't know how anyone can risk giving him big money or term such a risky attitude to handcuff yourself to the future." Agreed. Right. Agreed. Now, something like this could maybe help out the Blue Jackets. Uh, if you guys are familiar, I, I believe uh, the the Lindros when he was. Drafted, he refused to play for the team he was drafted by until he was able to get to another team. Um, you know, what if we you know, happen to see someone who's like, I don't want to get stuck in Arizona? You know, imagine a uh, you know, a big star going to Arizona, now they're stuck there and they get lost. It's, it's literally gonna, it's like Connor McDavid 
is currently – I'm using this as an example, even though this is with the Edmonton Oilers. is the, the best player in the NHL. He is the best player in the world, and he is marketed hardly at all to us. He should be marketed like Wayne Brady. I'm sorry, Wayne Brady. Holy shit. The comedian? Yes. He's amazing. <laughs> remember that Remember that coffee cup commercial with him? He was so fucking yeah. hilarious. No, but you make it. I also remember when like he came on Chappelle's show and he was like going to take it over. But then he Wayne Brady, you going to smack a bitch? No. Yeah. What I'm about to say is, is, is like, he should be marketed like Wayne Gretzky. And and he's just not. He's, he's He was shoved up into. Uh, oh, you did Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady combo. That's what you did there. Yes. The two greats. Yeah, the two greatest no, of all yeah, time. Yeah. So he gets shoved up in Edmonton, and, yeah. and what do we hear about him? We don't Love hear it. shit about him. In, in fact, this last year, I heard almost more about Leon Drysaddle than I did Connor McDavid. Like, what is Gary? Be- like, what is the NHL thinking with this? Now, it's not like one person's in charge, and Gary Bettman's like, "Yes, you're going here, you're going here. This is how the script is." Blah blah. blah. There's I don't many- know. Sometimes I wonder. There's too many individuals out there who would be like, dude, fuck you. I want to win, right? Uh, it's a very competitive, like people in the, any sport are very competitive. That's why they're in the sport. And I just, I would feel so bad for someone like Fantilli if he just like goes to Arizona and we just don't hear much about him ever again. No. But no, you do bring up a good point is that part of it is, is you got a Connor McDavid type and he's in Edmonton where the game started like nine, ten o'clock, and most people oh, are going shit. to bed sleeping. And oh, yeah, goes, yeah, and the biggest markets are going to bed already. Yes. Yeah, and, and so it's like that's kind of that's kind of hard to market. If he was, uh, just say, in a Toronto, a Pittsburgh, a yeah. Chicago, or even with the Blue Jackets, he would be much easier to market. New because, York, yeah. Because he would be much easier to market because he'd be in a decent time zone for most yeah. people to even like the stars or like nashville or something like even in like those smaller market he'd be easier to market because he's just more readily available to the average you know like we talked about this multiple times on the show when when there's two american teams facing each other in the nhl the viewership is way higher than when it's a canadian versus canadian or canadian versus american team when two american teams play so anyway the hockey guy I have brought this up on the show is that the hockey guy has done videos on this where he basically breaks it down that the ratings do better when it's American team versus American team compared to Canadian versus Canadian or Canadian versus American. And that's just how it is. Unfortunately, it's just, you know, it's just kind of how it is. Well, how much, do you, how much longer you guys plan on doing this episode? Just we get about, uh, 15 minutes-ish. Okay. Ish. Um, I'll, I'll be right back then. No worries. No worries. So, the, so all this talk about markets and everything leads me actually into – so let's talk about a little bit about um, NHL news real quick. Just because, obviously, we haven't mentioned it one fucking time yet, dude. Congrats to the Vegas Golden Knights of winning the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. Congrats. Good one to you. Congrats to Blue Jackets legend Jonathan Quick. <laughs> I saw him with the cup. Congrats to um, NHL legend, the Glizzy King himself, Phil Kessel. Yeah, people are making, yeah, people um, are making that uh, Jonathan Quick Blue Jackets legend joke on Twitter. Just <laughs> hell yeah, Dude, I love it. I think it's a, I think it's good that we can find humor. I'm glad that he's able to find humor. I'm glad that he was able to get a cup. I mean, um, whether or not he played in the finals, he helped them get there throughout from the season kind of right i mean i guess so in any case 
Yeah, because L.A. wasn't too kind to him, even though he was there for a long time. And yeah. they could have just done a little bit better by him. But it's whatever. It's a business. That shit happens. Um, but what a fucking boring final game. I don't want to see a 9-3 blowout. Dude, after like four, after I, my goal, my prediction for the game was 5-1 Vegas. And after it was 4-1, I just started tuning out, dude. I couldn't care anymore. I think the fans at, at the game did too because now yeah. take this with a grain of salt because social media is, but there's multiple different people on social media talking about how they didn't think the fans were, were super excited, how like people out like outside the arena an hour after there was no one there celebrating outside the arena and this and that. And like, okay, one, it's Vegas. They're in the clubs. Like they're not going to just going to be out partying in the streets. Like you'll get arrested. Uh, they're in bars and they're in the clubs celebrating that shit. One and two, I mean, they knew they were winning, but like halfway through the second period. Yeah, I think. I, think I also think there's some truth to that. Is that when you compare, like Vegas, there is some truth to that. In that places like Vegas, they're more of a. They do have people that live there, but they have people that are more touristy kind of people. So they're not going to pay attention to that stuff, generally speaking. But even if yeah. you do, you're probably not from Vegas and you probably like the Blue Jackets or the Blackhawks or whatever. So you probably don't care about Vegas. So that plays a, yeah. role, that plays a role into that. Whereas if like a more, you know, if you uh, in Columbus, a Chicago, a Boston, whatever, has a bit more history, you're more likely to get more into it. And it's also my belief that I've noticed over the years that markets that are in, let's say more Northern colder climates are more likely to get more into sports compared to hotter climates. You just don't see as much. Well, specifically into in the, you know, warmer, warmer climates. And in, in, in the hockey, especially um, now I understand though, with warmer climates though, um, I mean, a lot of people from up North move down South. Uh, just for example, like when I was living in Florida, my landlord was Canadian. I never saw her once. She lived in Canada the whole time. Um, my neighbors were from all over. I barely met anyone who was from Florida. Right. So similar to like Vegas too. And it's hard to really build that grassroots fan base when there's so many people going, coming and going all the time. And like, were I to move down there, my my my, my team's still going to be the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? Right. Um, so Duncan says this about the we we're just talking about the NHL playoffs or the the final game here uh, a bit, uh, Dale. If you heard us while you were gone, uh, Duncan says the writing was really on the wall as soon as it was announced Kachuk wasn't playing. He played game four the entire game with a broken sternum. Hmm. So one, dude's a legend game. and a great player. Yes. But yeah, they were. There as soon no as he was out, man, no that, chance. No chance. He he's Michael Clutchuk because he's so fucking clutch, dude. He could like they played from behind that entire series. The they they did squeak by that one win. Mm-hmm. But I think Vegas let them win once. So they could go back and win the cup at home. <laughs> so uh, you know, so they could do it in front of their home fans or something. But yeah, I mean. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Paul Maurice, a class act, uh, heard him speak after the game. Um, very, uh, very awesome coach. I think that Panthers are lucky to have him. Uh, and he's there again, I think, next year as well. So, And, and you know, Hefty Duck, you are right. Because I've been down to Florida many times, you know, wearing like Blue Jacket stuff or 
red stuff or whatnot. And it's like, oh, hey, go Reds, go Blue Jackets. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) it's the truth. There are people down there that, you know, either they're either they live down there now, but they still like those teams or they're down there visiting. So you're absolutely right. From that perspective, it's harder to build a more authentic grassroots fans base down there when you have people that are not from there and like a a different team. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't looked at the ratings for this year's uh, playoffs or anything like that. It just felt to me personally a little lackluster. I mean, were it to even have been someone like, um, I don't know, like Carolina versus uh, Dallas or something like that, I think that would have been a much bigger game. Partly, in, maybe in part too, because, you know, at least Carolina is in our division, right? And, and like, I know more about them than I do Florida. I don't know shit about Florida other than Matthew, Matthew Kachuk. I don't like Matthew Kachuk, so, I mean, I don't like Florida. Um, so, just an interesting – did you happen to catch any of the games, uh, Dale? I didn't watch any of them. Yeah, it no. just what's what's I, the point? I, if, I, if, well, and I, I and I'm one of those people that like I watch the Blue Jackets and that's it. Like I don't. Yes. I'm, I'm yeah. very similar with the Reds. Like, you know, I don't. I just don't give a fuck about these. And I'll be honest, most people love NFL football, and I do too. Yeah. But I'll be honest, till playoff time, I I really watch the Bengals, and that's it. Like yeah. I just watched, I just watch my team. Yeah. I, and. I, Dale, I'm there with you. I absolutely agree with you. It's like if it's if it's not hockey, if it's not the Blue Jackets, I don't really care. Generally speaking, and it's the same way with like the Bengals and everything else. It's like you're not my team, so I'm not going to watch. You know, yeah. I like to catch up on highlights or like, oh, go check and see who won and keep up on standings. But I just to sit and spend hours of my life watching two teams that. Generally, I don't give two fucks about. Right. I just have a hard time doing it. Like, yeah, right, right. I get you. I mean, that's how that, that's how I am with baseball. I mean, to be fair, I guess I I keep up with like, um, like some of my friends' teams. Like, I have a friend who's a big Braves fan because we always talk baseball, and so then I'll have something to talk with him about. You Do know, you watch them though. Do you watch the games? Yeah, yeah. Because I think I, there's a difference. Am, like me, I, I keep up with here, stuff. Like, I'll read articles. Watching. I'll see how people are doing. But like, I can't. Say am I sitting like, here just watching school. just the game? No, it's over right. here on my on my TV You've while I'm playing video games. Going on. Yeah, because <laughs> like you know, it's baseball, man. You can't, can look over I three times yeah. and, and you get the score. You you know what's happening. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, we have Chubba Wubba Hub twenty four says, "Let's go, boys." Yes. Chubba Wubba. What's up, Chubb? Thanks for joining us. Appreciate wow, it. You're you're absolutely right. I if it's not my teams, I'm probably not going to pay attention to it. And, well, I don't like, and and that's the thing. I anybody that does that, cool. And a lot of like, I mean, obviously, I know a lot of people that like to gamble a lot, so they they try to keep up with all the teams so they can sure. keep up with what they want to do with their gambling well, aspect of things. If the but Super I'm just Bowl, like, I don't want. I'm not a big gambler either. If so. the Super Bowl didn't have the Bengals in it, I mean. Would you still watch? No. Would you go to a Super Bowl party? No. I would. Okay. I used I, I to go Super to Super Bowl parties. Now I can't. Now that the Bengals are actually so close to winning them, I like. I really like. Last year I was like, there ain't no way. Now, but and I almost didn't want to watch it because I felt cheated by the Chiefs and that. Yeah. But to be, but I did tune in and I watched a lot of it because it's still like it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like for big things, that, and that's what I said. Even the playoffs. I might catch myself catching a game of the World Series here or there. 
Yeah. No, I didn't catch a game of this in it. And now had this been a game seven of the NHL between, I don't know. Let's right. say game let's say it was the, the Rangers, the Rangers who had Breadman. Right. You know, my guy Breadman. And I'm like, I really like Breadman, but they're playing somebody else who I'm like, oh, that's a good franchise-wise team, whoever you want to throw in there. And uh, then maybe I would have tuned in and watch it. But otherwise, I just pretty much stick to the it's, yeah. I get you. Well, you bring up a good point about the game seven. You know it's the last game, whereas like yeah. last night, like if Florida won, we're going to game six. You don't know where the Super Bowl comes in. You know it's the last game. There's like I game. grew up. Okay, my favorite sport was basketball. I played basketball. You know, I love yeah. basketball. Everything about basketball. I even grew up. You know, Michael Jordan. Magic. You know, I loved all those guys. And then I'm a Cavs fan. I love LeBron. I love all that. But like, I didn't watch a single minute of that fucking NBA Finals with the Nuggets and. And, and uh, it's not, yeah, and I've also, you know, sometimes if it was two good teams and it was a game, it's similar. If it was two good teams. It was game seven. I might've to turned it on and watched a few minutes of it, but yeah. Yeah. It's not my teams. It's not my teams. Yep. If, yep. if I'm not into it, I'm not into it. Yep. I, ab- I absolutely agree with that. But there's times I'll watch, I'll watch Olympic hockey. Okay. We got, you know, we, well, like, there's players from all over. You can yeah. be like, oh, well, hey, that guy played for this team. Hey, this guy from U.S. is playing for my team. This guy from Canada. Hey, this guy from Latvia. You know, that's how the the, the international, the world championships yeah. were just over a while ago. And it was it's cool to see. Very cool. So it's just rare. And also, it's kind of like, okay, what am I doing at that time? You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's... That's a valid point. That's a part of it. It's, so, but I mean, obviously, like if it's the Bengals, I'm gonna go on my way to do it. You know, if the Reds yeah. were in the World Series, I would go on my way to watch it. If the if the yep. Blue Jackets are in the playoffs, period, or making a playoff push down the stretch, I'm gonna go out of my way to make sure I'm watching them. Yeah. Right, you know, it's different. If it's my dude, I got to go team. to one of the the Guardians playoff games last year, dude. That bit. was a, it. Was a really cool vibe there. Like yeah. it was like in the in the in the stadium. It was really cool. But I was there when the Blue Jackets swept Tampa Bay in the final game, and there was no other feeling like it. That it's, building, yeah. When you compare yeah. things, yeah, that yeah. building was explosive. Comparing it to when you saw the Vegas after the Vegas game, like there was, it's like night and day. The the, the yeah. literally Columbus would burn the town down if we won a cup <laughs> like that. Like there wouldn't be a sober person within like three miles no. if were, it's because they're the bartender <laughs> that's what i would say about the Bengals. like i mean been starved for success for so long that the Bengals, yeah. like i mean twitter uh wise and all these analytics that come out the fa- like the fan base is so rabid now and we haven't won one like <laughs> if they won one up. which is like okay so when the Cavs won yep the pr- look at that fucking parade dude like a million people literally yeah, yeah. like I- when you're so starved for that and ohio People can hate on Ohio all they want. Ohio sports is different. Ohio sports fans are different. That's true. Like when our teams are in there and they're winning, we give them everything back. We do. And when they're doing shitty, we're We're still still fucking there. We're here. We're just a little more angry because we're (laughs) going to be here no matter what. A little more drunk. But we want to be winning. Yeah. No, that's absolutely correct. People sometimes take unnecessary shots at Ohio, but you'll always you'll always see us support all of our teams because we love them and we're always yeah. gonna be there. We're always gonna gonna be. We're there. gonna be there no matter whether we want to be or not, right? What do they call it? Um, trauma bonded. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to Also, today is 614 day in Columbus. So it's oh, six, yeah. 614 down there. The area code. So, of course, I got a crew jersey there you for go. that. And we got, of course, the. Then you got the Clippers hats. Oh, there nice. you go. And, you know, 614, Ohio State's in 614. So there you go. We got that. Oh, well. yeah. That's another one. If you wear that shit down in Florida, someone will be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everywhere yeah. you go, it's going to be so. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Blue Jackets. So uh, happy 614 day, everyone. Hell yeah. Well, hey, we're just about at time here. So I think we're going to be wrapping up here a little bit. Um, if there's anything else either of you guys want to talk about or whatever speak now or forever hold your no peace. it's good man i'm i i want to say i'm i'm really crossing my fingers on carlson so you guys may have to do a check on me if we don't get carlson because <laughs> i well if, if it's fantilly though i'm good i'm still good there i'm really or, or bedard slice the three in this alternate crazy universe i'm good there yeah that's not gonna happen but if i don't get one of those three i'm gonna be a little disappointed I'll get over it. I'll get over it. But I see no reason that Carlson's not a blue jacket and we don't have this nice stud center piece to add to the rest of this team. And the thing about Carlson, he's already like 6'3 on 200 plus pounds and like he's 18. So he still has time to grow and into that be, you know, big. Kevin, he's a bad motherfucker. It, yes, and, and um, he's playing in that, and he's playing against a grown ass man and showing him what's up. He, yeah, he's playing in the Swedish version of the NHL and playing pretty good. And you know, you call Dewan Jones man meat. I'd say he's you know man meat as well. Can can I finally get some man meat? Just a different draft, but give me my man meat. <laughs> Who wants some man meat? I do. <laughs> I mean. I mean, they didn't get the Bengals didn't get Dewan Jones, but arguably they got man meat with you know the with the defensive end pick from Clemson. So he's kind of he's true, great. but then Dewan Jones went to Cleveland, and if he pans out, I'm gonna really hate that a lot, and Lance is gonna like it. Hell yeah! I spaced for a second. Sorry, I was, no, I was just this. saying Dewan Jones went to the Browns. Oh, <laughs> the big yeah. six eight Buckeye guy that we have talked about a lot. Nice. I always love seeing the Buckeyes go to Ohio teams. I just like seeing it. You know, whether or not it's down south or up north, it's whatever to me. My, my, not, I, I've, I've I'm told in the middle. This, I've told this story. Yeah, I, I told this story to Dale. On oh ben- no, Chubba Wubba Hub. I thought we were just becoming best friends. I should have known when it was Chubba. Chub, I should have put them all together already. Let's go. That's a that's our Nick Chubb's a really good player. I know, I I give respect to the good players. I, of course, I I said this story to Dale on uh, Bengals and Brews when I had a trip to Columbus and we're in the parking garage going down, we're in the elevator going down to the parking garage to go in our car to go out for the day. And he saw my Bengals hat and he's like, Oh, they got to get Chase Young. They got to get Chase Young, the Ohio State dude. And I'm like, no, get the quarterback. Get the quarterback, yeah. Get the quarterback. Always. He's like, no. Always get the quarterback. Get the quarterback. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, get Chase Young. I'm like, no, get the quarterback. So, like, I have seen this with both the Bengals and the Browns where people feel like, oh, you got to get the Ohio State dude. It's like, no, not necessarily. Yeah, I agree. 
But Blue Jackets are going to kick ass this year. I know we're about at the hour mark, so I'm going to let Lance Lance hit that outro, Big Daddy. But uh, hell yeah. Well, Kevin, if you got anything else you want to you uh, sign off your end, I'll continue. Well, you, anything you want to say, or are you good? I'm good, guys. Okay, well, I'll just do this and then we can get out of here. Is uh, like I said before, when it comes back in October, try Union Soldier, a fun blue jacket themed <laughs> beer made by Endeavor Brewing. It did well. Thank you for your support. So, when it comes back in October, try. Union Soldier, a fun blue jackets themed beer. And of course, you know, you have to go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun blue jackets themed group. Yep, Dale's got the scarf right there. He's got the scarf right there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Check that out right there. Yep. Yep. So uh yep, check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun blue jackets themed group. Hell yeah, brother. So this has been another episode of the Brew Jackets, a live broadcast podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. I've been your hand, your host, Lance. My hands, your handsome host, Lance. Your, your host, Lance. Christ, if I could talk. Uh, joined by the wonderful Dale Altman and Kevin Valentin with me tonight. Uh, to catch more of us, check out our YouTube, Twitter. Tw- we're kind of not on Twitch much anymore, uh, or Facebook. Um, yeah. You can find us on Twitter at BrewJacketsPod. You can find me on Twitter at HeftyDuck. Um, you can find us also on Instagram at BrewJackets, at the TheBrewJackets. Um, and that's all we got for you guys this week. So join us next week for some more fun excitement. And I'm not sure this weekend because I have some shit planned already, but we're going to be bringing back After Darks very soon now that the playoffs are over. And uh, weekends are free. We're going to be doing some After Darks on Saturday night where we get a little more drunk, a little more stupid, and uh, a little more fun. <laughs> more terrible. And very off-topic as well. Always terrorless. Mostly just, just to, for us to get together and and, uh, and swear a lot and do dumb shit. So, um, yes, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for downloading and listening to the podcast. Uh, we will see you guys all here in one week. See ya!